Jamie Song is here in the studio. Good morning. Good morning, Professor Song. All right. In the today's spectrum, we'll talk about a lot about uh, Donald Trump and North Korea and all those. Start off, uh, U.S. President Donald Trump touted another very beautiful letter from North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, which is stressed had been hand-delivered by Kim's top aide at Panmunjom. According to President Trump, Pyongyang wants to resume negotiations as soon as U.S.-South Korea joint exercise is over. But all these unfoldings come amid the North's superatic uh, firings of projectiles these days. So, uh, first, can you tell us what Trump said about North Korea over the weekend? Sure. Like you said, he first praised a beautiful letter he received from Kim Jong-un when he was speaking to reporters on the White House lawn Friday and said Kim Jong-un wasn't happy with the war games and Trump himself has never liked them either because he doesn't want to pay for them. Following the interview, as you know, North Korea fired two projectiles on Saturday in its fifth weapons test in the past two weeks, prompting Trump to discuss what was in Kim's letter in a rare move. Trump said Kim wants to meet and start negotiations when the joint military exercises are over and also called them ridiculous and expensive. Trump said the letter was also a small apology from Kim for testing the missiles and added the testing will be over as soon as the military drills are. What did Han Gyeri say about Trump's remarks? It said, judging by what Kim said in the letter, the likelihood of Washington and Pyongyang holding working-level talks as early as this month's end has increased. And hope that the stalemate of denuclearization talks since the second Trump-Kim summit in February would be held this time and proceed smoothly. The paper added there were concerns that holding such talks may not be possible for a while because of Pyongyang's missile test in the past month, and also because its foreign minister Lee Yong-ho didn't show up at the ASEAN Regional Forum in Bangkok earlier this month, standing U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo up. But it was fortunate that North Korea showed a change of attitude and reaffirmed its willingness to come to the dialogue. Regarding how Kim's letter was also a small apology about the missile testing, the paper expressed hope that there would be no more missile launches from Pyongyang that heightened military tensions and threatened stability on the Korean peninsula. The Hangyeri also mentioned the statement by Kwon Jong-un, head of the North Korea Foreign Ministry's American Affairs Department. Yes, the paper expressed regret over the statement released Sunday which denigrated South Korea with harsh words, calling the emergency ministerial meeting held to discuss the North's missile launch a commotion, and said the ministers caused quite a scene, even losing their sleep over the testing. The paper urged the North to maintain some decorum and dignity in their language. In light of the four summits between the leaders of the two Koreas in the last year and a half, where they discussed reconciliation and peace in good faith, The paper further went on to say a bumpy ride is expected ahead due to the gap between the U.S. and the North on proper denuclearization and corresponding measures and called for a more flexible approach than ever. It looks forward to Washington and Pyongyang finding a breakthrough in denuclearizing and establishing a peace regime on the Korean peninsula and urged Seoul to play its role as well in helping the two sides yield productive results. What did Hangugilbo say? It reported that two projectiles North Korea fired from Hamheung into the East Sea Saturday were believed to be their new tactical surface-to-surface missiles with a 500-kilometer range. 
And the Hangugil will also address their foreign ministry statement in which k w a n Jong-un, the Director General of the American Affairs Department, said inter-Korean contact will be difficult unless Seoul halts its joint military drills with the U.S. forces Korea or provides reasonable justification for it. The paper said even considering the North's sensitivity when it comes to the joint military drills, Kwan crossed the line with his remark that even when they enter into a dialogue in the future, it'll be held strictly with Washington, not with Seoul. It said the North could not possibly free Seoul out and continue with its missile launches unless they've completely forgotten about how they came to engage with the U.S. to begin with. It was thanks to the inter-Korean dialogue that started at the Pyeongchang Winter Olympics, followed by the Panmunjom Declaration when President Moon Jae-in and Chairman Kim Jong-un met for the first time in April last year and vowed to boost multifaceted cooperation and exchanges across society to open a new chapter of reconciliation, peace, and prosperity. Mm-hmm. And h a n g u l i b o questioned Donald Trump's agenda. Yeah, it, said it wonders whether the Trump administration is instigating Pyongyang to adopt a hostile attitude against South Korea and added Trump has directly and indirectly criticized the Seoul-Washington joint military drills on several occasions over the past few days, saying he's never liked the war games and quoting Kim, who called them ridiculous and expensive. The paper then guessed Trump is likely making such comments to pressure Seoul to further increase its share of defense costs, but said Washington and Pyongyang should not be acting like they made a secret deal to apply pressure on Seoul together. Right. The Joseon Ibo fumed that uh, President Trump sided with North Korea. Right. It said Trump publicly agreed with Kim Jong-un, who complained in his letter about the 10-day joint military drills that started Sunday, even though the drills were computer-based virtual drills. It then argued, to someone who's not very well-versed in international affairs, it might even seem that Trump thinks of North Korea as his ally and of South Korea as being on his other side. There was an article in the Washington Post of which title was Trump again appears to take North Korea's side against his own military allies. And the Joseon Ilbo translated it to Trump takes sides with the North Korean dictator, not with South Korea. The paper then ventured to say we now live in a world where North Korea relies on the U.S. president to attack South Korea, though the U.S. is supposed to be our ally. Pointing to the statement from Kwon Jong-un, the director general of North Korea's Department of American Affairs, which said, quote, With regard to our test for developing the conventional weapons, even the U.S. president made a remark which in effect recognizes the self-defensive rights of a sovereign state, saying that it is a small missile test which a lot of countries do. So what right does South Korea have to ramble on and urge us to halt the testing? End quote. The Joseon Ilbo sarcastically remarked that it wonders what President Moon Jae-in must be thinking now. After saying we can catch up with Japan's superior economy in one burst if the South and North could create a peace economy through economic cooperation. It quoted several offensive remarks from Kwon Jong-un's statement uh, to reiterate that we're living in a ridiculous world where Pyongyang counts on its secret relationship with Washington and ridicules Seoul. Right. The, the Kung Nebel's take was along the same line as the Joseon Nebel's, wasn't it? 
Yeah, that's right. The Kungmenilbo also said Pyongyang is threatening to free Seoul out despite the amicable ties Moon and Kim reaffirmed through multiple summits, which caught Seoul by surprise. The paper was puzzled by Washington's reaction as well and said Trump sounded like he was supporting Pyongyang that called the joint military drills ridiculous and expensive, which implied Trump was either willing to give up the joint drills to get Pyongyang to denuclearize or demanding that Seoul pay more for defense cost sharing. The Kuminibo questioned the state of the ROK-US alliance, since the US president seems to take it so lightly that he says whatever he wants about it, which even horrifies Washington's security experts. The paper worried Seoul might lose more leverage when the U.S.-North Korea talks get back on track, and the cost of both an alliance with the U.S. and cooperation with the North could go up. It then called for a cool-headed response from Seoul and urged Seoul to correct its course in case it veered off track by looking back on the strategies it has pursued and how they have panned out so far. Mm-hmm. That brings us to the end of today's Spectrum. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Professor.